when you were doing your company, you won a lot of pitching competitions. And in order to do that, you have to be a great public speaker. So it's like, do you get stage fright? Yeah, I, I do get stage fright. Um, I Well, I don't know, but I do get so nervous, right? And almost every single time I go out on stage, I black out. Like I just completely black out. I, it goes on instinct. It goes on my preparation. Do you know yeah. what that is? Channel when hmm. you black out. I go through the same thing when I get on stage because when you are tapping into your genius, it's not you, it's your higher self. Happy numbers, happy times. My name is Andrew Gabalich, numerologist and founder of Teledivity, the world's most loved numerology platform, numerology mobile application, numerology pocket life coach. You are listening to the Calculating Route show, where all I do, all we care about, is performing live numerology readings and having unstructured conversations with some of our platform's most interesting thinkers and thought leaders, incredible people from around the world who have something to say, something to teach us, a unique perspective about the times we're going through, the changes we're navigating as a planet, the ways we can use them as opportunities, the things we need to do to reconnect with our purpose in this grander story, and finding joy hiding beneath the chaos. We don't do interviews in this show. We just dive into our guests' numerology charts, and then we just let serendipity take the conversation where it must. If you've been on our platform for a while, you know one thing. All we really care about is letting the universe take the wheel and surprise us happy accidents. So that's exactly what this show is all about. I have no prepared questions. Our guests have no prepared pitches. They're not here to sell anything. They're here to talk about life and share with me everything they know about the future and every perspective we've been missing. If you're here with us today, well then you know what? Maybe the universe wants you to be a part of the serendipity too. Maybe there's something hiding inside our conversation just for you. I'm Andrew Gabalich and this is Calculating Route. Linda, it's awesome to have you on the show. Maybe people watching don't know, but you and I have a long history. That's weird because we've known each other for like, what, 10, 12, 10 13 plus years? years, yeah. <laughs> but when we met, we kind of like, we didn't develop a friendship. We were just kind of like, uh, I mean, I was your boss and you saw me in a, like a completely different chapter of my life. But then when I launched Teledipity, like the very first, maybe 200 people who signed up, I just sent an email to everybody on my list like, hey, check this out. I have this numerology website. I don't know if you care about that or not, but if you're curious, sign up. And one of those emails hit you. So I think you were one of the first like 100 users of Teledipity, even though we weren't like talking or anything yeah. else. And then like over time, you just became a super active Teledipity user. And then I saw you posting about it. You participated in the <laughs> Indiegogo. Like you've just been a part of this journey with me from the beginning. And that's how we became friends. Um, so hello everyone. Um, I met uh, Andrew. Uh, we were working one of those like horrible student jobs where you call people and ask them for money. And Andrew was my supervisor. <laughs> and I remember thinking you were really cute. Like that's the one thing that sticks out. <laughs> and um, yeah, hated the job. It was awful. But um, yeah, it was just one of those things, right? Like you show up to work. It's eight o'clock at night because um, it was an, a, an afternoon evening job and yeah I just thought you were always really friendly and you know I liked being coached by you of like this is how you ask people for money don't ask like this <laughs> right <laughs> like um and you know to be honest I don't remember your initial blast of like mm -hmm. sign up for teledipity but I just I always remember being really fond of you because you were such a like nice person to be around and I was like this is awesome I would love to support anyone who who 
has the courage to to do anything entrepreneurial. Um, and then of course, like the product is awesome, right? Like I've loved the product. Uh, I am a self-proclaimed like recruitment manager of the North America, you know, <laughs> continent. Don't know if that's true, but I just, I genuinely love the product and I genuinely, you know, I'm really fond of you and all of the work you do. And, the reason why I've been so attached and uh, promotion, you know, heavy is because I, you know, I like both of you and it's it's great. I think it's really genuine. So yeah, that's, that's how we are. <laughs> Here's the interesting thing about your life mission, Linda, which is very, very curious to me because you have a past as an inventor and as an entrepreneur, but your chart is talking about your journey, your mission, your impact on other people, the way you share your lessons and your knowledge and the way you change lives is through your words. You came to this lifetime to be a messenger, <laughs> to create kind of like a, a different way of seeing things, a different way of thinking about things, kind of like your own special framework and share it through the written word, through the spoken word, through content and impact people in that way. Your chart looks to me like the one of a content creator rather than like the traditional inventor, entrepreneur, somebody creating systems. Now, important to say, this doesn't mean you should never build a company or you should never do something that's not kind of like aligned with this path. Life missions go through several stages and there are stages in your life where some of those inventor and entrepreneur energies are more present than others. But in your case, you can see them like they're building blocks of you experiencing and learning what you're going to be teaching later. So, you go through these paths, understanding the experience that somebody has while they're doing something similar, the fears, the insecurities, the changes that they go through, the ways they have to change their mind around them. You experience them yourself. You build kind of like your recipe for it. And then eventually you share it with the world. And that's the peak of your life mission is the sharing, the expressionist the person who's here to impact the world with their words. You see this number with comedians. You see this number with actors. You see mm -hmm. this number with content creators. You see this number with authors, thought leaders, people giving speeches, changing lives through the word. This is kind of like what your path is supposed to be. It's the monetizing of your perspective, your optimism around that perspective, the ways in which you found it and the ways in which they changed you and kind of like building your vocation and your career through that is how you see life and sharing it with others. In terms of the talents that you use to advance through this mission, we could call this your form of genius this is the most developed vibration in your charts, the most advanced one, the one that's clearly hitting the mark where you never learned it, nobody taught you, it's just kind of like your instincts are here. This is the 15 vibration, which has three different components to it. The first is in this very developed and very clear powers of independence, self-reliance, business creativity, the ability to just have an idea, implement it, get it out into the world and become fully independent from it. Like doing it yourself in a scrappy way where you don't need a lot of help. You put all the pieces together, you launch it and it's the source of your independence. You're a, you're somebody that whether or not you work in teams, whether or not you have partners or other people supporting you, you know you can do it all alone. You know that you don't need mm -hmm. anybody for any objective that you have. And when you choose collaborators, it's less about whether or not you can do it because you can do anything. And this is something that your soul just naturally understands. 
it's about optimization. Like I can't do everything at once. So why doesn't somebody do this and I'll focus on this, but I could do everything if I wanted to, it would just take longer kind of thing. You have always been extremely independent, ready to solve your own problems, ready to meet your own needs, ready to do whatever it is you need to do to kind of like put an idea of yours out into the world. And this is not just about mm -hmm. business. Like an idea out into the world could mean like, I want to take this trip. I'm just going to go take the trip, whatever. I don't need anybody to go with me. Let me just go somewhere. Mm -hmm. Or I want to move to another city. I'll just do it. You put it together. The idea comes out into the world. There's this just natural connection between the things you visualize and the actions you take in their favor to make them happen. The second piece of this vibration is this very advanced expression of freedom. You are free. You gravitate towards freedom. Freedom is very important to you. That at any point in your life, in any role that you play, you want to and feel happiest when it's all under your control. I can implement this idea, nobody can tell me no. I can go live here, nobody can tell me no. I can take this pivot in this direction. Nobody can tell me no. And it's not because I feel like I always have the answers, but because if I'm wrong, I want to discover that on my own. I don't want somebody to tell me, no, this is wrong. You can't do this. I want to implement the wrong thing and then learn why it was wrong. And that's very important to me. I just want to own the consequences of my choices and be able to make all my choices. And you naturally drive your life in that direction to places, relationships, cities, and countries where you will always feel that. And the moment you feel restrictions coming from some other entity, like a government, like a company, like a boss, like anything, you'll drop it and you'll drop it very easily. You'll be like, no, this doesn't work for me. Sorry. Bye-bye. And you make those choices instinctively. And that's a form of genius. And not everybody can do it as easily as you, because this is just very advanced vibration on your chart. You are extremely, extremely capable of taking care of others, solving other people's problems, being very nurturing, very empathetic, very motherly, and putting your needs on pause and your desire for freedom on pause when you realize that a loved one needs you, that a loved one's dreams are more important, that a loved one's problems need your attention. This makes you an excellent coach, an excellent shoulder to cry on, an excellent friend, an excellent mother or caregiver, because you are both independent, self-reliant and free, but you're also very aware of other people's needs and can show up for them when it matters. And in general, you may disagree because it's one thing to have your higher self and your highest form of intelligence present at all times. And it's another to kind of like dilute it with your life experience your own insecurities, your fears, all the things that come from the body and the mind that we adopt from society, our parents, everything else that we unlearn over time until we become kind of like the purest form of ourselves. You are really good at this balance, knowing when to focus on yourself and your quest for freedom and when to pause it on behalf of other one and how to connect the two where you can actually express all three at the same time. For example, with a business, I will free myself through this business. I will be able to innovate and create new things through this business. But this business is about helping others and helping others achieve what they want to achieve and renting ourselves out to the dreams of other people so that we can make their dreams happen. And that's our dream. Businesses that have this vibration, they usually create content that's entertaining but there's a message behind it. In your case, it's the same. If you're creating courses, if you are writing books, there has to be this fun side to it. 
this comedy to it, this entertainment to it, like storytelling, where it's really easy to engage and it's not very book heavy or wordy or about theory, but through the experience of like being connected to this is fun, this is exciting, these stories are funny, you're actually getting that learning too. So give me your feedback on that before I move on. I wanna hear your opinion. I think it's fantastic and really is the the wording that I've been looking for. It's, mm -hmm. I like that you said that, I, the, the thing that stuck out to mo the most to me is that you experience things so that you can experience them. And so that later I can talk about them, which is mm -hmm. makes so much sense. Like why I love doing really random stuff and taking on really random challenges um, because I want to talk about them. <laughs> and um, I love that the, you said that the genius comes from in writing right and it's something that I've always known about myself I always felt like internally I'm a writer but I and like a, a speech maker mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. but I've always felt nervous to share that because it's so vulnerable it's honestly you're a good exactly public speaker I, because yeah I when love you public were doing speaking. your company you won a lot of pitching competitions and in order to do that you have to be a great public speaker so it's like do you get stage fright because it's 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 a natural talent that you have yeah, I, I do get stage fright. Um, I Well, I don't know what stage fright is technically, but I do get so nervous, right? And almost every single time I go out on stage, I black out. Like I just completely black out. I, it goes on instinct. It goes on my preparation, which makes sense, right? If that's my natural talent. That's how, I love, yeah. I love public speaking. <laughs> I love public speaking. I want to make that more of my, what career is, but yeah, I completely black out and I usually don't know what I said <laughs> until after, like I watched the recording. So. Do you know yeah. what that is? What? Channel, when hmm. you black out. I go through the same thing when I get on stage because when you are tapping into your genius, it's not you, it's your higher self that kind of like takes over. So musicians will experience this when they're playing. Painters will experience this when they're painting. I experience it while writing. I also experience it while public speaking. It's kind of like this energy that takes over. You don't know what happened. It's like you, your consciousness fell asleep until you're on the other side of you. You're like, what the fuck just happened? And like, there is this like kind of like preparation and everything. But like, once you get on there, it's like, it's like a drug. It's mm -hmm. like you went on a trip and then you come down and you're like, what? That's evidence that you are tapping into your genius and letting it drive. If you wouldn't, if you weren't tapping into your genius, you wouldn't be experiencing that blackout. Anybody who gets on a stage and is very present the whole time and can feel their brain working through everything that they say and the planning that goes involved, they're not channeling, they're, they're speaking from their own selves and um, they're not accessing that. So that mm -hmm. means that you are. For everyone listening, um, Andrew asked me like, how's your stuff going? Like, how's your business? I'm like, ah, not great because I am doing, going through a pivot. And the, the fun thing is that the pivot is actually coming back to my true self, which is more about writing and sharing a story to share the story, but with an underlying, underlying message. Um, so yeah, I'm launching a, a newsletter called the Saturday Intrapreneur. And I love intrapreneurship because there is no expectation of, of ROI. Um, it's just, do it because we'll see what happens. And I think that that's where my stories are gonna come from. Like, this is a life lesson that I learned, but it also is a good story. And I hope you learned something from it. <laughs> what is intrapreneur or intra? Like, intrapreneurship. So it's, um, I forget the website, but they define it as intrapreneur is someone who works for a company and they are given a project to build something for the sake of building it without the pressure of having an ROI attached to it. 
So that's what I want the newsletter to be. It's like, if you come and read it, you, you don't have an expectation of like, I'm gonna learn 10 ways to become a better person. It's, I'm going to listen to this story and I hope I learned something from it. But if not, it's cool, right? There's no pressure. Entertainment. Yeah. yeah. Entertainment. <laughs> yes. Yes. I feel like this is actually really giving me the language to talk about this, this program. What happened to the branding stuff? It's still happening. It's, okay. but I'm changing the. Can you kind of like, a, like, like a framework of what you're building and launching right now? Yeah. Okay. So I started thinking that my my gift and everything was about personal branding and it felt like yes it's true i know a lot about it i teach marketing at the university level i have gone through a lot of personal brand uh, challenges myself as an entrepreneur but it always felt like it wasn't quite only what i wanted to do um and i wanted it i still am doing personal branding but in the form of tips and tricks for leaders so for leadership, people who can make a big impact in, in whatever role they have um, and what that looks like, it's still personal branding, but instead of making it feel like these are the top three things you need to have in your Instagram bio, it's more of like, as a leader, what are the things that people say about you? How do you want to be remembered? How do you leave speeches? Um, which is still a personal branding. So all of it is going to be about leadership development for the modern millennial is what I call it. And um, the tools to become a better leader include things like personal branding, include things like networking, which is something that I love and I love talking about, um, include things like business etiquette, um, all of these things where I've learned throughout my varied experiences. I'm like, oh, this is actually what works for people. And then I go and read a book about it. I'm like, oh, actually this batches what theory says. So let's put it together. So all of these things I still see as part of um, development for leaders. You are exactly around 16 months before crossing into your second life cycle, into your next nine year cycle, which has very different vibrations from where you've been from birth up until December of next year. And the story that's coming through in your chart is telling me that at age 27 in 2017, you started kind of like this focus in your mind, a very specific objective of like, I'm launching something. This is an idea I'm channeling. This is something important for me. This is something I want to push out into the world. And three full years of kind of like getting it in motion, working around it, making that your calling, your life, your story. Until in 2020, there's kind of like, and this aligns with the pandemic, so I don't know, I don't know exactly how to reflect it in your story, but in 2020, there's kind of like this really weird collection of consequences for all those three years of work some good some bad but it's kind of like this leveling up in your journey but this leveling up in your journey is causing you to make very important decisions a lot of them financial in nature that force you to go off in this new direction and start preparing for the next chapter in your story <laughs> and I know because I know like I know I've known you for a long time and I know what you've been doing throughout this time that this is kind of like talking about pocket palette and some form of like very forced change um, that pocket palette had to go through in 2020 to the point where 2021 was kind of like a pause in your life. Like everything stops, stop working, stop doing take a step back as much as you can and redefine everything, reimagine everything. Think about a different future that you are interested in and can have because a lot of what was there before needs to change. And then 
when you enter again into 2022, what the chart is telling me is that it, the universe was like, okay, pause from what you've been doing, take the pieces that make sense for the future, drop the ones that don't, come up with a new idea, and then set that idea in motion throughout 2022. Like just go all out with this new direction based on kind of like the reframing that happened in 2021. So now you're nearing the very end of that kind of mm -hmm. like rebuilding of something new. And mm -hmm. there are very key dates in your chart. So we're recording this on September 30th. Let's see how this story unfolds before the end of the year. There's kind of like this um, stage, this spotlight on you between Halloween and November 20th, like a big opportunity, like something that kind of like is waiting for you. It's like now that you've built this new thing, now that you stepped into this new role, come talk about it. This will activate everything you've been building throughout the year and take you into the full expression of this new direction. So give me just that story from your perspective. It's 100% Pocket Palette and to introduce Pocket Palette, to everyone. Pocket Palette is a travel size full face makeup kit. This is something that I invented, I created out of a need, right? I needed, I was a busy woman on the go. I needed to do my makeup and then just throw it away when I was done. And I launched a Kickstarter in 2017. It was October 1st to October 31st is the, the length of the Kickstarter. It was extremely successful. We raised over $55,000 in less than 30 days from people in over 17 countries. So it really, it was huge. Got it launched the next, you know, physically produced the next year. It was around May, which was my, you know, around my birthday. So it felt really like I was giving birth again, right, to something. Um, had a lot of great success. Won a bunch of pitch competitions. Uh, was like doing the private suite at LAX, the Courtyard by Marriott, uh, selling it online. Was in uh, Good Housekeeping Magazine, BuzzFeed. It was truly like, that was my identity. I was the entrepreneur and this was this was what it was. And then, and oh, and, and really important to know is that I co-founded this with my cousin. So my cousin Tiari, who um, we did it together. And um, funny that you said, I only pick partners out of efficiency. And I feel like I really picked my cousin. Everybody says never work with your family, but I really picked my cousin because I trusted her and I knew that I needed somebody to like hold me when I was crying, <laughs> right? Someone who to, to truly trust me because um, um, yeah, I knew that I was gonna need that support and she was amazing, right? So yeah, so did the did the project and in 2020, so she came to visit me in New York for New Year's and we did like a, a huge week-long planning session. We talked about our goals and like our life missions, right? <laughs> and funnily enough, both of us did not include 20 uh, Pocket Palette in our life missions. I think at that point we both kind of felt like we were done with that chapter, but we had decided to pivot Pocket Palette into travel um, instead of beauty. So primarily it was beauty, then we're, then we're gonna switch into into travel and we're gonna do a lot more travel products. Obviously that shifted tremendously and- In 2020. Uh, in 2020 and it was just like everything tanked. It, it really forced us to, to think differently. That was the first semester that I was teaching at George Washington University. Uh, I had a teacher virtually, obviously. That year, it was it was almost like a heartbreak, right? Like I, I had to see, okay, like this is the end of Pocket Palette. Like I, I can't, do this anymore. I can't financially support this anymore. So I ended up getting, so I was working on Pocket Palette full time for the entire time until, until 2020. Uh, I got a new job. I worked at, currently work at a nonprofit in New York, working with entrepreneurs. So I wanted to stay on the entrepreneurial side of it, but yeah, it really was a forced pause. And even though Tiari and I had both kind of like prayed over Pocket Palette and said like, okay, goodbye, like go die. <laughs> it, <laughs> 
it, it came back. Uh, TikTok blew up in 2020, 2021 for, for Pocket Palette. And we would just like get waves of orders from international. We would get like 30 over the course of one week from one country. And then another you know, two months go by and then another wave. And we're like, is this, is this it kicking and screaming that does not want to die yet? Pocket Palette is not ready to go. But I think looking back now, there were, there were more just tests for us and really myself to say like it could happen if I want it to happen but really it was my like my own reckoning of I I actually don't want to do this anymore like I'm I'm done with it and it took a very like emotionally taxing year of all of 2021 to just get used to the idea like this is no longer my identity this is no longer my my product my project um I can move beyond that and so 2021 was a pause for pocket well all of it, Pocket Pot had been on pause, but it was an official one, right? Like I purposefully was now deciding to, to walk away from it. And in that time, I also took up new projects. I started to learn French for the first time. I started to um, write again. Writing has always been really important to me. So I picked up my, my blog, my journal, and I kind of got back to things that I wanted to do. And then 2022 comes around. So again, I had already decided that that was not it. And so I said like, okay, like I can't, I can't not be an entrepreneur. Um, it's something that's in me, but what do I want it to look like? And I thought about, I have all this great knowledge around personal branding and marketing and how to present yourself on stage. And I was like, why can't I make money off of that? Um, mm -hmm. And I think the thing that really forced me into is that I I was interviewing for a an influencer manager role and they had me do a pitch of like, pick these three people and talk about their brand and blah, whatever. I picked three people. I got rejected from the job, didn't get it. Six months later, those two of the three people I picked ended up getting like the fake campaign. So I'm like, okay, either I just knew what they were gonna pick or you know, B, they actually took my work and decided to run with it. So I was like, whatever, it doesn't. <laughs> the point is that I knew that I was good at that kind of stuff. So I was like, I need to teach other people how to do this, how to use their personal brand, how to be able to describe it in certain ways. Personal brand, I'm feeling like is the, you hear about it, most people are not interested. Like. Why do I need a personal brand? Like whatever. But it's kind of the solution to the experience you went through. And let me say why. Because you had your identity tied up with Pocket Palette. You were so much more than Pocket Palette. And this happens to a lot of a lot of people our age right now, either through necessity or desire, having to start their own businesses, freelance careers instead of getting jobs. And it's very easy because we're kind of taught this from the past that your work is your identity. You are what you do. So we all have the instinct of when we are manifesting something that we really care about to see it as an extension of us, the same way that parents sometimes think that babies are an extension of them. When they're not, it's not your whole life. If it fails, you didn't fail. Your story goes through many, many, many chapters. If it doesn't go to exactly where you wanted it to go, you're still gaining so much from having done it that will eventually play into your life mission in some other context so you don't have to be so associated with the project that you're trying to launch. And breaking that feels like the purpose of like setting a personal brand, kind of like in the same way that I was describing you. I wasn't describing you as an entrepreneur. I was describing you as this person that has this very specific mission and you can do it in many ways. Um, you can do it in different chapters of your life in different roles, but it always comes back to that is the uh, sharing stories and messages about problems people face 
that they can approach in a different angle in a way that is fun and relaxing and that actually carries meaning. That's what you were always going to be. That probably, I don't know, but probably has to do with how you describe your personal brand. Mm -hmm. So defining a personal brand is about that. Like, who mm -hmm. am I above what I do? And what kind of like, what kind of impact do I have in the world, regardless of if I'm an employee or launching some sort of product in a specific market or even taking time off work, I'm still that. And what is that? Isn't that what personal brand is? And isn't that the problem that it solves? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I like to see personal branding as a tool slash a framework to help you make easier and better decisions for yourself. And so that's exactly how I see it, right? It's not a facade. It is not logos and colors that you put on Instagram, right? It is truly a way that you show up. And the thing about personal branding is that you, people, many people think that it's you're fronting, right? You're putting on something that is not true. But I see it as when you decide to change what your personal brand is, you just show people a different side. You lead with something else first. So as a pocket pilot entrepreneur, I was like girl boss, Latina MBA, running around, like doing that sort of thing. And like, I, I still am those people, but I'm now trying to switch into teacher coaching mode, which is, has always been in me, but now I'm leading with that instead. So that still exists and I'm still able to speak to that. But my personal brand is still that like teaching that lesson that what happened here. And even with Pocket Palette, Pocket Palette always talked about it as a tool to help women do their jobs better. I am X person. And the last thing of my on my mind is defining my personal brand. Why do I need to do that? Why is that important? Why, why should I really just invest time into that? Yeah, well, if you were to say I am X person, that is what your personal brand is, right? I describe your brand as a personal brand, as a collection of stories that exists for you. And when you frame it like that, people are more able to say like, I'm compassionate, I am caring, I'm smart, I'm hardworking, whatever, right? All of those things are really actually what your personal brand is. And it's super important for people to be aware of them because the hard truth is that your personal brand exists already in the minds of someone else. And there is a there is a line between not caring what other people think about, dance like no one is watching 100%, but you can also put words in people's mouths, right? Like if you did your job and you led with your authentic self, then people will automatically see that for you. And that is what opens up opportunities. That is what opens up um, doors to relationships. That is what opens up more experiences that allow you to be who you truly are. And I think that's why it's so important to be intentional. So a company does branding work and they end up with a branding book, brand guide. If I do personal branding work, what do I end up with? What's the what's the result? Yeah, so if you are able to speak to your personal brand, you are able to attract opportunities for yourself and have other people work for you. And I think that's the fun part. I like it when other people do the work for me and give me opportunities um, and what that means. So if you were to you know, put it down on a Word document, for example, if you were to say, Linda is um, kind, she is a great public speaker, is uh, generous and can speak about marketing and personal branding and is an entrepreneur, right? Like if I were to put all those things on a word, then the goal now is that other people would see me for speaking opportunities. Other people would invite me to come be on their podcast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and why does that matter, right? So let me make it clear. If you are very happy with exactly where you are in life and you don't want to learn any more about yourself, then cool. You absolutely do not need to work on your personal brand, right? But that is not the case for most of us. Most of us want to improve ourselves. Most of us want to improve our leadership or public speaking. And that's why it gets into that. To improve our opportunities. To improve your opportunities, but also to improve, to improve the impact on the world that you could have. 
I think that that's so important to me, coming back to the bigger picture, right? If you just want to get a promotion, if you just want to get a raise, cool. There are things that we can do to help make sure that you can, you know, position yourself to be that person. But I found that most people that I work with do have that that bigger pie in the sky goal of I want to make this difference in the world. How do I position myself to get there? I'm shifting away from from the word brand because people think yeah. automatically business. And people think the logo and the colors. Mm-hmm. That's what they think. Yeah. But truly it, it's what your narrative is. So my the name of the full name of my company is your personal brand narrative. And it's really your story. What is it that you're doing? How can you change the world? And I have found most people have like an intuitive sense of what it is that they want to be when they grow up, right? What is the impact uh-huh. that they have in the world, mm-hmm. but are either scared to admit it or don't have the language to say it. So, Or they feel like they don't measure up to that, so they don't mm-hmm. say it. Everyone wants to say like, I want to help people, right? There's some version of that. And it's the how, right? You're helping people in this very specific way. Um, someone else can help them in a very specific way, right? And that's what I can give people the language to do. And really, in the one-on-ones that I've had, I the, the people that go through my, my coaching, they just sit down and like, wow, I've never been asked that question. And it's, who are you? What is the point of your life? Like, how do you want to show up in the world? And I think that's so powerful. So what are you launching? How are you going to start helping people on this journey? Yeah, so the, the next thing that I'm launching is actually, it's, it's a bit of a pivot from what I was doing before, which is like the strict personal brand framework coaching. And it's coming back to actually apparently what my genius is of, of teaching and leading through entertainment. So I want to get back to still teaching people how to lead this authentic life. Coming back to what is it that you're, what is your narrative? But I want to do that by sharing my own stories. And so the, the next thing that I'm launching by probably will be exist by the time that this uh, goes live um, is that Saturday on Entrepreneur and it's going to be 10 10 weeks like an episode thing where I give this life lesson through a story and I hope that some of them are humorous I hope that some of them are relatable Um, but I'm I'm looking to to pivot and position myself to be more in public speaking and more writing so funny enough how it all (laughs) you always come back to who you truly are (laughs) well you're going to be giving a Teledipity Premium webinar next week. Tell us what it's going to be about. Um, just tell people what they should expect and um, who should show up and who it helps and uh, what it's about. And I, you're combining yeah. it with numerology, so this is going to be a really interesting one. Yeah, so I think it really just comes back to having a space to define who you are and who you want to be. And I'm going to share my framework. <laughs> of how like the questions you should ask yourself and the steps that you should take in each little bucket right i have four different buckets of of how of where you need to show up consistently in order to develop your personal brand and i like for example my little pythagoras cartoons we'll be using the cartoons in our lesson and for example mine's a creative expressionist so how you know obviously everything we just talked about but how do i show up as that person in these four different buckets and yeah so if you're interested in if especially if you feel like your Pythagoras cartoon does not match who you are right now, this is going to be especially helpful. Linda, it's been awesome to have you. 
it's been awesome to catch up as always. We're going to see each other soon for this webinar, but thank you for coming in here to share all about what you're doing and your new journey. Tell people where they can find you, where they can follow you, uh, where they can sign up for your newsletters, all of that stuff. All of my handles are the same. It's Linda TC Peralta, L-Y-N-D-A-T-C-P-E-R-A-L-T-A across Instagram, Twitter, um, my website. That's how you can find me anywhere you are. I can, you can get me from there. Amazing. Well, we'll see you soon. Thanks everybody for watching and uh, getting to know Linda. I'll see you on the next one. See you. Thank you.